The following has been paid for by the Rage You Nerds. So, I mean, there's not a lot of not a lot of headlines. So let let me just burn through some headlines right quick before we jump into Mad Max first. Uh, Burn. uh, Real Ghostbusters Ecto One and some ghosts from the old Kenner line. So Jared, the toys that we used to have growing up. Yes. Uh, TJ, I don't know if you collected. Yeah, yeah, I did. So that that Kenner line is actually coming back. Announced on the Ghostbusters Instagram page and all their social media, I imagine. Uh, so is it going to be overpriced? Because I'm I'm going probably. to have to get me an Ecto one and a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Probably, but you're also uh-huh. probably yeah. not going to be able to find it at your local Walmart because there are the Ghostbuster fanatics of this world will literally go and clear shelves once these things become available. So yeah, get yeah. Ready. See, I always thought me and Cac, me and Cack were like super fans. We're not. No. <laughs> yeah. There's people that'll go. We are here. They'll empty out shelves and turn around and, and sell it for jacked up prices on eBay. Yeah. You know? Well, no, and they're selling After like, we'll keeping buy the, like the most mundane thing and just, just because they, they they have the money and they're going to buy it. You know, stuff like the rest of us wouldn't care about. Well, maybe not care about, but yeah, they're, I mean, just with every uh, aspect of some sort of uh, some niche thing like a Ghostbusters or whatnot, there are these other nerds out there who are financially more successful than myself. And they're like, Egon's aglet from his boot in the first movie, $14,000. Yes, I want both of them, <laughs> you know? And God bless him. God yeah, bless him. Bless if you got the funds, you know go what? get if that If they're aglet. in the fans' hands, then this can't be wrong with it, right? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. By the way, for all you nerds out there who don't know what an aglet is, it's the little piece of plastic on the end of your shoelace. So, oh, I did not there know you that. Go. All right, random random nerd trivia. Anyways, hit us with some headlines, Mr. Cack. Freddie Prince Jr. blames Saw, the Saw movie franchise, for turning I Know What You Did Last Summer into a comedy. <laughs> no, Freddie Prince Jr. is responsible for that and the horrible writing in which those movies received. Uh, I still well, like them, though. I, I I think they were good. I, I never thought anything was, was funny about them. I think every horror movie, though, has or ever even a slasher film and that's what they try to do with i know what you did last summer they try to do it with scream uh they tried to reinvent the slasher film in the early or mid to late 90s and i don't think they did a bad job based on the audiences that were watching at that time and and what they where i felt like they kind of overdid it was every slasher film had that element of comedy you want that relief in the film you know, everybody's getting stabbed. They're getting their heads cut off, you know, and, and you you want something in there to kind of make you giggle. You know, yeah. look at Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street went off the deep end with it, you know, because nothing was funny really necessarily in the first two films. In part three and on, it was kind of like Freddy became kind of a comedy character to where you were rooting for the bad guy. Uh, so I think Nightmare got away from that. But but I don't know, TJ, what do you think? Like, I, I'd never considered it a comedy and for somebody to say so is kind of like i mean it's it's funny but in a way it's insulting because the movie is a slasher film and it's just a it's a it's a different take on a different generation of slasher films okay so tj before you throw it out there let me give you freddie prince's 
quote, and then you can go from there, buddy. To me, all stories should be retooled and no legendary type fiction should ever age with its audience. It should constantly try to inspire the next generation so that it doesn't die with its audience. I love it. I heard they're making I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series. I don't know how they're going to make it scary because James Wan, who I love, made those movies not scary anymore because he did Saw and changed the whole game up. Now my movie is a comedy, but whatever. It's cool. And that yeah, is so that is actual quote from Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Fred, so, the man. So. So yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing, it's a slasher, it's a slasher flick, right? It's not anything like Saw. You know, no. Saw is a psychological, you know, movie about, you know, you're, these people are chasing this killer and then, you know, oh, well, all this stuff happened 6 weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that that's the whole like Saw thing. You know, this is a slasher. This is some guy dressed yeah. up killing people for revenge for some whatever reason. You know, Friday the 13th did this friday the 13th in today's generation can be viewed comically with a lot of stuff just like i mean that's just kind of the way it goes like i was never afraid of friday the 13th i thought a bunch of stuff in there was funny unless they do it you know differently if they just try to come out of the gate as a straight up slasher yeah then yeah i mean it's i just don't know how they can do a series yeah that's gonna be weird <clears throat> You know, like I think they did the Scream series though, didn't they? So MTV, didn't they do a series? I think they M tried to do it. It was either MTV or VH1. They did a series. It was two seasons, and then I think the third season was like a re was like a re was like a reboot, whatever. So like they, yeah. I don't. It's it's been weird. Like you can do it right. It's just that the mystery of who's dicking around with them is going to take five episodes to get into instead of thirty minutes to get into like a movie. Now, yeah, to, to Freddie Prince's comment. I think what he's trying to ultimately say is, listen, in hindsight, like in retrospect now, Saw it had made so his much. Movie look silly. Well, Saw, Saw had so much more gore and like actual like unsettling. Like I, depending on what your threshold is for unsettling imagery, right? Let's go. Like you're looking at it at baseline audience, right? Baseline. I'm watching a movie. Okay, I just saw a lady with a bear trap on her head just get smashed. Like. <laughs> A little bit more gruesome, maybe, than what I was expecting when you have I Know What You Did Last Summer and you see, like, Ryan with hook. like Ryan Felipe up in, like, the <laughs> banners getting stabbed with a hook and just dying and, like, Sarah Michelle Geller out on the stage going, No! <laughs> They're and she killing won. him! And she won! They were like, yes, we love it! We love it! Oh my god, she's so great! <laughs> yeah, so, I, I get what he's saying, but also... Give that woman an award! Also, aren't slasher films more directed towards, like, you know, teens, anyway? No. Like, when you, when you yes. look at it, though... Yeah. You know, like, a lot of these slasher flicks take place you got people in either you know like high school or early college yeah you know you don't see slasher flicks with 40 something year olds with families it's fair you know these are all you know but you know as someone something like saw yeah the gore factor but it's also 40 something year olds with families who have resorted to drug or alcohol abuse mm -hmm. and just it's gritty and it's dirty but, you know, slasher flicks is everything's perfect. Everything's great. Let's throw a wrench into the gears, you know, and yeah. let's throw some guy in here who's just going to kill people in this perfect little town where nothing ever happens. We should have premarital sex. Now we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So I haven't kept up with anything. Well, okay, so the other than apparently there was a pretty bloody match in the main event of AEW. I think that's probably the biggest wrestling related news of the week. Like everything else is kind of standard. MJF formed a new group. They call themselves the Pinnacle. It's MJF, FTR, uh, Sean Spears, and Tully Blanchard and his his bodyguard Wardlow. Wardlow, yeah. Yep. So that's I guess that kind of moves the needle a little bit. Um, Kenny Omega is kind of a dick. TNA Impact had a pay per view on Saturday. It was as good as TNA Impact can have right now, which isn't bad. Uh, but still, you know, still not great. You know, I, I remember watching Impact Wrestling or TNA back whenever. Um, oh gosh, it was back with like the before Hulk Hogan joined, mm-hmm. like right before when you still had like, um, like Kevin Nash and and X Pac and you know Booker T and stuff like that. Kurt Angle, what they call themselves? Main uh, event, event mafia. mafia. Yep. You know, like back in that era, and I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, it's like it's better than WWE. They had the six sided ring. I thought that was cool. You know, and it's just like, no. And then now it's just kind of like, oh, they're still around. Cool. Yeah. So like Hulk the- Hogan has destroyed two wrestling companies. He's pretty good at that. Uh, yeah. Which. I guess Hulk Hogan news. Hulk Hogan will be one of the two hosts for WrestleMania's two-night event. Of course he will. Him and Titus O'Neil will be the host. Um, so take that for what it is. It's well, Titus O'Neil's got to do something. And they're just they're clearly trying. not going to let him wrestle. And they're pairing Hulk Hogan with a black man to say, hey, Hulk's not as racist anymore as he once no. was. Uh, so whatever. Uh, WrestleMania. Well, I think Hulk Hogan, I think Eric Bischoff's going to be in the Hall of Fame. This year, and he's going to have Hulk Hogan induct him. So I think oh, that's yeah, one probably. of the reasons yeah. why yeah, that's fair. Hulk Hogan's going to host. Yeah. So speaking of WrestleMania, uh, TNA has made an impact uh, because they have announced they will be doing a pay-per-view show during one of the nights of WrestleMania. For, <laughs> for a bigger promotion and, you know, relatively speaking to some of the other promotions that promote wrestling – most people stay away from when WWE does WrestleMania because they don't want to compete, whether it's a thing of respect, whether it's fear of WWE laying their eyes on them and crushing their promotion. Uh, TNA, I think emboldened by AEW, especially Tony Khan, has said, you know, YOLO, like, what are we going to do? Have less people watch us? Let's get it. And I think, I do think this is secretly TNA, Tony Khan, testing the waters to see all right, if TNA can make just a small bump in viewers, then next year we're doing it and we won't feel bad about it because we've already seen a test run with Impact. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the whole idea, you know, competing directly. Now, a lot of wrestling companies, especially like a lot of the independent ones, will host events around that week. Yeah, yes, yes. It's a a big weekend for wrestling in general. Yeah. And so, like, as far as them putting on, you know, Let's face it. Like if they did it on Saturday night, which is probably what they're going to do. I think. I think that's probably first night it. On, yeah. You know, like WWE. Like as last year was the first time they did the two night WrestleMania thing. So I don't think they probably intended on it to happen this year, and then it did, and then so. Yeah, I guess I mean, if, that pay per view was probably scheduled. 
I guess if you're going the ago. non the non conspiracy route, maybe that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Uh, AEW did have a lights out match between Thunder Rosa, this is Britt Baker, the dentist, uh, and yes. and a, I w- she got I would go she got her. she got saying? yeah. She got busted She's open. She's actually a legit dentist too. So. Yes, yes. So she has the she has the license and degree and everything. Uh, she got legit busted open pretty early in the match, and some people have described it as the most blood they've seen on a televised wrestling match on t- like for TV in fucking forever. So it was a pretty tense. Like there was a lot of smashing and dashing, and like some writers were like, "We hope they never do this again." But it was cool to watch the first time. Uh, so it made a statement. That's it for made, sure. yeah, definitely. Well, they get criticized because their women's division is not strong. It's pretty lacking when it comes yeah. to to WWE, which isn't saying a whole lot at times. Um, well, WWE doesn't have a women's division, as far as I'm concerned. They have Charlotte Flair. Well, NXT is everything's women's division, based I guess. around. Yeah, NXT has a good women's division, but like AEW's, like if you look at the women wrestlers that they have, you know they're actually they have a pretty stacked women's division. They just don't give them the time of day. It's just kind of like WWE. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Uh, and I don't know if there's necessarily a lot to talk about um, in the actual ring of the world. Uh, I didn't really catch up on AEW this week, so I don't know if something big happened that I need to, to go back and check on. Um, but let's pull it up. I don't think anything did. Anything I don't think, I don't think it really happen. did either. Like, they, they still continue the plot line of Kenny Omega being a, a jerk, and uh, he's gonna go do things, and he's a jerk. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, that's not what I wanted. I wanted wrestling. Uh, but the big thing is that this past weekend, WWE officially started... Uh, it's Reign of Terror on Peacock. So this was the first pay-per-view um, that was on Peacock. And I think they were still on the WWE Network. But this would be the last time it would be on the WWE Network. Uh, and apparently the uh, user feedback has been quite interesting. I don't know if you've had a chance to really mess with Peacock before, uh, Travis. Peacock as, a, as an app is yeah. horrible. Yes. so It, it is it, absolutely it, horrible. It, it got worse for for those that were hoping to enjoy very similar user interface that you get from WWE Network or the previous app known as the WWE Network. But right off the bat, people noticed there's no way of rewinding during anything. You can't rewind in anything on, yeah. on the Peacock. You just got to watch it through. So good luck. Uh, there's not the same option of being able to start where... Either you can either so WWE Network allows you to either play from the beginning or go to where it's live currently for a live event. Uh, yeah. Peacock doesn't have that. I think you just go straight into it. So like there are a lot <sighs> of people that are like, why did we transition to a platform that is worse than the platform you you started on? Um, Peacock for me to want to subscribe. Is going to have to fix the app mm-hmm. because as it stands right now, like I think I went in there and searched for something that I know was on there and I did the search for it and it came up no results. Yeah. So they're going to have to really kind of fix and work on that app. And hopefully with WWE partnering with them, they'll be able to, because you know, you also have the same probably team that developed the WWE network app. There's going to be some fallout and there's going to be like 
you know, as much money as is on the line there. Me and TJ, way back in the day, we didn't have the cool trinkets that you do, Mr. Cack. We had to make our own stuff. And we had to buy WW at the time, WWF magazines, and and, and there was a there was a cutout, it, it, it like like a pinup. It spanned two pages, and we carefully had to cut that thing out. And because we wanted to make two of them, we had to buy two magazines. And at the time, when we were kids, thirteen or fourteen years old, three four dollars was a lot of damn money. <clears throat> but we did, we did, we bought them, we cut them out, we pasted them and taped them back together very carefully. We got a bunch of cardboard. We cut out the titles. We didn't even have that for the Intercontinental title. I drew it, Like, I every think. kid who became a pro wrestler, where they do that, you know, thing where that's, like, shows them as a kid, and they all have their paper, like, their cardboard titles that they made, they drew themselves yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. We did that. We yep. did that. And I wish we would have saved them because, God bless, they were awesome. I, I did that as well and had a federation on my trampoline. Like, that was... I cut out cardboard titles for me and the friends that would come over and wrestle, and we would... We would have wrestling matches, and we we booked out a card, um, but we were actually trying to kill each other. So there you go, <laughs> wrestling. We uh, um, the con- the concept of it being scripted uh, uh, athleticism was still lost on us at that time. We thought it was real, damn it, and we were trying to just straight up kill each other. Though I will say, cookie sheets as weapons are universally great, no matter the age. Uh, but please do not try any of that shit at home. Uh, no kid should be recommended to watch this show, anyways. Wendy Williams show does not adhere to children, so don't be here. All right, boys, it's time to talk Wendy. some shat. We're talking shat. Shat, shat, shat. We're going to talk some shat about Mr. Shat. Shatner. Uh, so happy birthday, Cap'n. Happy birthday. Uh, 90 rotations around the sun. William Shatner looks, you know, in quotation marks, because I believe everyone uh, looks... A bit rough with with age and experience, but for a ninety year old, Shatner not looking pretty bad. Like he's he's really n- he's not. I mean he he's, looks yeah, pretty he's got darn the big good. belly. He got the big belly, but like face wise, which is usually like yeah, he doesn't look it doesn't look a day over eighty five. <laughs> Shut up, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was just like, you look at him five years ago when he was eighty five, and you just look at him now, and you're like, man, that guy hasn't aged. Yeah. No, he hasn't. So, I, you know, typically when we want to do this, you know, like you want to ask questions, or you like, I guess you want to talk about like what a what is like the biggest role that you remember. But like William Shatner is one of those actors where I don't think there's like a question to it. I feel like our biggest association with William Shatner is him as Captain Kirk. Like you can like you can like, and I think this is going to be his. Le- I mean, it's clearly his legacy. But like even after, uh, you know. God forbid he's off this mortal coil. He's going to like the strongest association for his nerd legacy and just his legacy as an actor in general is always going to be his time as Captain Kirk because it lasted so long and is so iconic. Uh, Even though he's been in other roles that are anywhere from good to great, he's still going to be Captain Kirk. Like that's that's where he's locked in at. But is there another role that you boys like? I always like the Priceline Negotiator. Uh, and I'm being completely serious about that. I liked him as the Priceline negotiator. <laughs> you know that that is a good one. But one of, I mean, even before I knew him as Captain Kirk on Star Trek, like, I mean, I knew him as Captain Kirk in the Star Trek movies. 
but not so much like the series. I hadn't really seen the series okay, at that that's point. Fair. Yeah. But it was uh it was Rescue Nine One One. Yes. The host. Yeah. So uh, Shatner, and of course, you know, if you if you want to go way back, which I don't think even TJ and I knew this until our later years in life, but there's a show out there called The Twilight Zone. There's and there was a very special episode of The Twilight Zone, which has been reproduced so many times for a comedic thing, most uh, probably recently in Ace Ventura Pet Detective Part 2, or When Nature Calls, whatever it's called. Uh, but there's an episode of, uh, you know, on the Twilight Zone where there's uh, there's some kind of monkey-looking thing on the wing of a plane while they're flying, and Chatner breaks out in a sweat, which clearly they have sprayed him with some water bottle because <laughs> um, it was 1953. Uh, but <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that episode and I was like, this is horrible, but I love it. It's so cool. I like, I mean, how would you feel in, in, in the Twilight Zone case? If you saw this thing on the wing you plane and nobody believed you, <laughs> that was by the back, back, by the way, when you could smoke on an airplane, there's some, the old good, the old good CH 47 thing on the wing, uh, there's something on the wing, his thumb. Thing. His cadence is so iconic, so it's a. It's, <laughs> he'll never not be that, uh, no matter how no. much he wants to act. Uh, I'll say this: I'd much, I'd much rather see uh, his creature on the wing than the thing, the the nightmare fuel that John Lithgow saw in his version uh, of the Twilight Zone movie, where he does that. He's uh, casting that role for the updated version because John Lithgow's thing on the wing looked horrifying and grabs his face and gives him like the no, no Matumbo finger. And then just like nopes away, just like jumps and flies off into the cloud. It's like, why? What's the point of all of this? What happened? Also go out and watch jujitsu. It's on Netflix. And then after you get done watching jujitsu, no matter where you stop at in the film, let us know what has changed in your life. How much darker is the world? Have you lost sense of taste in certain things? Is it worse than a disease? Let us know all these same feelings, and then please go to Rotten Tomatoes, and in your best all caps and or misspellings, let us know how you felt about the film. (laughs) Alright, boys, thank you so much. Everyone, have a good night. Coming to yeehaw! (laughs) 